Hello and welcome to Ask the Oracle, the official Ironsworn RPG podcast. This week, we're excited to dive back into our From the Ashes co-op campaign. When we last left our not-so-intrepid adventurers, they were taking a journey to the remote settlement of Rockfall. We're carrying the banner of our fallen warband, who were absolutely obliterated by a strange device wielded by an enemy army. Uh, we need to notify our clan chief of what has happened and... We're hoping that we'll discover there her whereabouts or have the means to communicate with her. And joining me once again is my son and amazing RPG creator, editor, writer, Matt Click. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Going wonderful. Thanks. So we left off last time. We unfortunately rolled a miss when we were making our undertake a journey move and decided that we had run afoul of a beast in the midst of a dark wood. Uh, so bad news for us. Uh, the worst news for us is that... Uh, elder beasts in the game are defined as a extreme foe. So once again, we have these ranks in Iron Sworn that apply to a few things. Troublesome, dangerous, formidable, extreme, and epic. If a foe is extreme, that means they're going to be fairly tough to inflict damage upon, and they're going to be uh, inflicting damage on you uh, like crazy. And we're a bit ill-equipped for combat right now. Our characters like uh, don't have my trusty shield by my side. Yep. So I was thinking, since this is really an incidental sort of minor encounter, I think it's more appropriate to make it a formidable foe, and we'll sort of weave that into the fiction, why why this is a maybe a little bit of an atypical representation of an elder war. Yeah, I think that uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, and somebody on the Discord reminded me that we had never actually like described our characters. Yeah. Um, one of the pitfalls of like small group or solo play is you have it <laughs> yeah. in your head and you're not sort of sharing with everybody else. And we have a few listeners that it might be nice to sort of uh, create a little bit of a picture that they can share. So I think as we envision this encounter, we sort of stop time for a moment. We take a look at the scene. Uh, I was ahead of you at least a few paces working through this wood, came around a tree, see the boar. It's only a few paces away from me, raises his head and charges. And in that moment, the camera sort of zooms in on me a little bit to show my reaction. I'm an older warrior who bears the scars of many battles. I have a close-cropped gray beard and hair, which is mostly gray. There's only a little bit of a hint in there of the red of my youth now. My beard would normally be close-shorn and neatly kept, but after a couple of hard weeks, it's probably scraggly and overgrown. I've got a scarred, weathered face. I got a nose that's sitting at a little bit of an odd angle because it's been broken so many times in fights. Dark, narrow eyes. I'm tall and broad. Normally, I'd be wearing suitable armor like a chain tunic. I'd have a hefty shield before me, but due to what happened with this device blowing away organic and inorganic matter, my clothes are in tatters. Maybe I have a tattered cloak mm -hmm. sort of gathered around me to try to ward away the cold and wet of this forest. Yeah. Uh, how about you? What are you doing as I run into this boar? And so the camera sort of swivels around and catches sight of me, and uh, I'm falling behind a few paces. I have my my sword out, and uh, I'm uh, younger and uh, sort of lither than you are. Clean shaven face with just a hint of stubble on it from a few weeks on the road. Long, sort of dark brown hair that's kept long on one side, but shorn really close to my skull on the other side. And you can kind of see the faint sort of ink of tattoos cresting that side of my skull, which is a common practice among the skulled uh, to uh, tattoo across their head in that fashion. Rather than wearing like a heavier armor, I prefer to be light on my feet, um, able to be agile. 
And so the armor that I wear is uh, mostly hide and fur, maybe studded with some iron. And uh, upon my back is the scabbard to my sword, which is atypical of the blades carried by many of the Ironlanders. This is a an ancient skulled sword of some make, this sword that has been with me almost my entire life. It's slightly curved and has a single edge to it rather than being a double-edged weapon. It's more of a slashing blade than a stabbing one. And I actually have that already in my hands as I've been hacking through vines and branches and stuff to clear a path for us. And uh, as the boar kind of emerges and this like dark shape that could have been a boulder or a fern or something like that sort of makes itself known as this huge boar as it rises up off the ground and makes to charge you, um, I sort of switch hands with my blade and go into a more defensive stance uh, and prepare to defend myself. Awesome. I was walking with the banner of our war band, that banner marked with the sigil of an eagle and... Uh, I had that leaning over one shoulder. I had the spear in my other hand. So regretfully, I drop the banner and I'm trying to bring my spear up to uh, face off against this thing as almost just an instinctual reaction. Right. And that's a trigger for this initial move you make when you enter into a fight like this. It's called Enter the Fray. The trigger for the move is when you enter into combat, set the rank of each of your foes. So I've already done that. We defined that this is going to be a formidable foe, which is still a, going to be a dangerous fight for us, but uh, doable, I think. Um, so I'll have a progress track going for him to be able to mark the harm we inflict on him will be progress toward the end of the fight. Yeah. Uh, then the move tells me roll to see roll to determine who is in control. If you are facing off against your foe, you're going to roll plus heart. If you're moving into position against an unaware foe or striking without warning, roll plus shadow. If you're ambushed, roll plus wits. And I think for me... Oh, it's been framed up. I think probably ambush is the most appropriate sort of thing. Like this has caught yeah, me by surprise. Definitely. This thing just by virtue of its nature and probably senses and stuff like that definitely has the drop on me. So yeah. that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Here we go. And that's a weak hit. Uh, so weak hit, you choose one. You, I'm either going to bolster my position, which means I give myself plus two momentum. Mm-hmm. Or I take initiative. Um, we can talk about initiative in just a moment, how that works in Iron Sworn. And I'm a little torn on which one to go with, to be honest. Yeah. Seems like uh, taking the momentum would set you up to better like defend yourself against the charge, or you could try and sort of act first and take the initiative from the enemy. Yeah, I'm going to take momentum. My momentum track was at plus three. I'm going to shift it up to plus five. I also feel like not having initiative is a little bit more narratively appropriate. Yeah. Uh, what about you? What do you see as, in terms of your positioning and that initial role for you for End of the Fray? Um, I think that I probably have, uh, I've got a little bit more time to react than you do. And mm-hmm. so I would imagine that I'm probably more so facing off against uh, the boar. Um, I have time to sort of uh, switch my blade to my primary hand, take up a defensive position, sort of uh, backing up, maybe flanking the beast even a little bit. And so I'm going to go ahead and roll heart uh, to enter the fray. That sounds great. That is also a uh, weak hit. I rolled two on my D6 here, and I rolled a one and an eight on my challenge dice. Okay. Um, and I'm rolling heart, which is uh, my good one, plus three. So that gives me a weak hit, and I'm actually going to go ahead and take the initiative uh, rather than take the momentum. I think that Kamar is, he's a bit of a brash fighter and tends to look before he, or tends to leap before he looks uh, most of the time. And so I'm going to sort of try and jump into the fray and get the jump on this boar as much as possible. That's cool. So I, I envision you rushing forward even as this thing crashes into me. 
Yeah, definitely. So the way initiative works in Ironsworn, it doesn't, in a traditional RPG that you might be familiar with, like Dungeons & Dragons or something like that, it's often a term that implies turn order, right? Mm Mm-hmm. In this case, in Ironsworn, initiative represents, do you have control in this situation right now, or does your opponent have control? Think of it like a boxing match, like a a movie boxing match, like Rocky, right? How you have this ebb and flow in the fight. You know, Rocky's back on his heels, and then he comes back, and then, oh gosh, you know, the guy manages to come back with a sudden uppercut and knock him back again, you know? So that's the same sort of thing. It's trying to sort of create a little bit of that sense of tempo to a fight and defining who's sort of taking action and who's reacting. So you have initiative, you're taking action. You don't have initiative, you're reacting. It's all character focused. So it's focused on you, whether or not you have initiative, and then you sort of define what's happening in the world around that. You always think from the perspective of your character. Yeah. So in this case, I don't have initiative because I chose not to as part of the end of the fray move. Right. And I envision this thing just crashing into me and me trying to level my spear in time. So that... That is a clash, basically. I'm not Mm -hmm. focusing on defending myself. I'm trying to also inflict harm on this thing. When you're defending, when you don't have initiative, you basically have two options if if you're mixing it up. You either face danger, which means you're going to focus on defense, so you're not going to try and hurt it. Um, But it doesn't let you inflict harm. Clash, you have the option to exchange harm uh, on a weak hit. And on a strong hit, you inflict harm, but don't suffer any. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll clash uh, per the move. When you're fighting in close quarters, you roll iron. So that's what I'm going to do. And I rolled a five on my action die, and a nine and three on my challenge die. So that's a weak hit. Okay. So on a weak hit with clash, uh, inflict your harm, but then pay the price. Your foe has initiative. When you pay the price in a fight, um, obviously the most obvious thing in a lot of circumstances is that you're going to suffer harm. Right. Uh, but it can be other things, like I could decide that this thing knocks my spear out of my hand and it goes flying, right? Right. I could decide that I've, I'm knocked to the ground and now it's, you know, about to gore me. Um, yeah. In this case, I, I, I think it's natural that this thing just rams into me and causes some harm. So that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. So it's a formidable creature, so I'm going to apply my harm, which is I'm carrying a deadly weapon. That's two harm. It's two on its track, and I'm going to suffer the full brunt of its It's formidable, so it inflicts three harm. Uh, I'm going to suffer that to my health track. Ooh. Ooh. No, I was looking at your sheet, because I'm like, I'm already down to yeah, <laughs> three. No, when did that happen? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I took some damage from trying to feed the wyvern, so yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that nice was quick. <laughs> Good campaign. Uh, so, and whenever you suffer harm, you want to endure harm, make the endure harm move. The nice thing about enduring harm in a fight is you could potentially bounce back. Right now I've lost initiative because I only scored a, a weak hit on that previous move. Yeah. So unless you score a strong hit, you don't get initiative. So you have to score strong hits to take or keep initiative. In this case, I scored a weak hit. So um, I didn't have initiative before the move and I don't have it after. However, if I roll good on endure harm or roll strong hit, then that represents me sort of bouncing back from that hit, right? right. Like coming yeah. back into the fight. So yeah. We'll make that roll. When you roll endure harm, you're either rolling health or iron, whichever is higher. Three with my iron. Um, so that is a strong hit. Speak of the devil. Oh, nice. So that's cool. So on a strong hit with endure harm, you're going to uh, choose one. You're either going to shake it off. If your health is greater than zero, you suffer minus one momentum in exchange for plus one health or embrace the pain, take plus one momentum. You know, I'm loving this momentum track, so I'm just going to I'm gonna keep going with it. Yeah. Although, on the other hand, this thing inflicts three harm, which is going to 
zero me out and then some next yeah. hit. Well, you know what? I just won't get hit again. I'm going to go yeah, six momentum. Don't, <laughs> just don't let yourself don't get hit again. <laughs> simple as that. Yep. All right. So what happens is we always bookend with a fiction, right? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What happens? What does it look like in the fiction? So I picture this thing. I bring my spear level just in time. This thing just rams into me like a freight train and doesn't gore me, but this thing is like the size of a horse, right? So yeah. I go flying back into a nearby tree and just crash into that. The wind is out of me. I hit the ground hard. The world is spinning. Everything is black for a moment. I'm trying to bounce back because I know this thing is coming at me. So I just, I feel just this surge of energy that is just in these life or death situations that just fuels you. And I'm leaping to my feet even before I'm coming to my senses and bringing my spear to bear. Awesome. As that was happening, you were rushing forward. So what are you doing? Yeah, so this boar kind of charges into you and I'm already flanking along its uh, its right side. And uh, <clears throat> I sort of uh, dive in uh, and try and uh, slice into its flank with my blade. I'm gonna go ahead and do the strike move uh, because I have initiative. Um, and so I'm attacking in close quarters, so I'm going to roll my iron, which gives me plus two. So that's a four on the action die and a four and a five on the challenge die. So that's actually a strong hit for me. Nice. So on a strong hit, I can inflict plus one harm and I retain initiative. So how much harm do I do just base? So you're carrying a deadly weapon, so that's two yeah, harm. If you were unarmed harm. or carrying a simple weapon, that would be one harm. So. Cool. So three harm total because I get two harm from the sword and then uh, an additional plus one harm from the strong hit. So uh, three harm to this boar. So I kind of rush forward and use use my own body weight to kind of drive this curved blade into the boar's side. And then uh, in one fluid motion, I kind of drag and yank it out. Uh, it's splashing blood on the forest floor. Uh, and then I spin the blade and prepare to defend myself from possible counterattack. And what you notice is you're now sort of uh, eye to eye with this boar, if you will. This is a this is an old creature. Mm. Its hair is, is sort of matted and bare in parts. It's graying around its face. One of its one of its tusks is, is sort of the tip is broken off and its tusks are scarred with clashes from other creatures like great gouges through its huge mighty tusk one eye is white looks blind the other eye is is bright and red and still has some of the still has some of the vibrancy and strength of its youth in there but yeah this is a creature sort of like is probably as as old as some of these trees that surround us here if not yeah older um and uh but it's it's age has brought brought weakness so and vulnerability so right that's kind of what i was picturing too as to why it was a uh, formidable and not an extreme foe yep was that it was old exactly so i've leapt back to my feet i see you having this quick exchange with this creature it's now distracted um so i'm gonna rush forward with my spear and I don't really want to attack this thing, but I want to get its attention. I want to create an opening for you. I see that you are in danger there and you have a potential opportunity if I can get this thing's attention back. Yeah. So I'm going to rush forward and I'm going to jab at this thing, but not to do any damage, just to distract it. So translating that back to a move, that sounds to me like uh, aid your ally. Aid your ally is a 
a special move you can do when you're playing co-op with another player. Player characters in this game are referred to as allies. And in a fight when you have initiative, there's two core moves you'll tend to make most often. That is strike, which is dedicated attack, and secure an advantage, which is all about improving your position both narratively within the scene and mechanically by gaining momentum. In this case, I'm using secure an advantage to actually improve your position because I'm using the aid your ally move as a trigger for secure an advantage. And if I succeed in this, you get the narrative and mechanical benefits of me making this move. Right. And in fact, if you didn't have initiative and I scored a strong hit and took initiative, by virtue of making the aid your ally move, we both get you initiative. You give me initiative. Uh, so that's what I envision. I think that's with aggressive action, forceful defense, strength, or endurance. So that's roll plus iron. So I'm going to roll, I'm going to make secure advantage, roll plus iron. So that is a weak hit. Um, on a weak hit, your advantage is short-lived. Take plus one momentum. So okay. that plus one momentum goes to you. Yep. Enjoy. Use it. That's nice. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, I have lost initiative, but that does not... Uh, thankfully, it doesn't affect your initiative when I... when I um, Even if making an aid or ally move, you right. get the benefits if I take initiative, but you don't have to suffer the, the weak hit if I, I get all the initiative. good stuff and none of the bad stuff. Well, potentially you could get the bad stuff, such as for, in this instance, what I envision is that, so I jab at this thing somewhat ineffectually, most, mostly just trying to get its attention rather than score a solid hit. Right. And it turns to me for a moment, but then quickly, almost as if sensing you as the greater threat comes back around. You still have initiative though, you're still in a good position, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to try and face danger to basically try and avoid its attack and uh, get myself into a better position. Basically trying to get up and over this thing's tusks and maybe even uh, clamber up on top of it so that I can get an easy strike in uh, on one of its sort of vulnerable spots. You know, that might be secure an advantage instead of face danger, just because you have initiative here. So you're making a more proactive action. I think you're sort yeah, of framing it sense. as a proactive action, like the idea of like climbing up on top of it. it sounds yeah. less to me like avoiding the danger and a little bit more towards improving your position. So I would say let's let's roll with that one. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. And then based on my description, what, what do you think I'd be rolling with here if I'm basically trying to uh, you know, turn aside its tusks and then clamber up on top of it. I, I would lead with edge on that. I think either edge or yeah. iron are probably justified. You could even potentially justify shadow because deception, stealth, or trickery would fall right. under that pretty well. So yeah. it's all in the nuance. And you can, you know, this is a, a game, so you can sort of lead with a favorite stat, and it's just a matter of sort of justifying it in the fiction, right? That's fine. Yeah. That's that's fair. I uh, I'm actually gonna go with I'm gonna go with Shadow here, and I'm going to sort of describe uh, how the boar sort of turns to me, and I kick up and just basically spray into its face with sort of dirt and mud and water off the ground uh, right into its eyes, and it's kind of blinking away. And as it's doing this, it's kind of stepping backwards a little bit, and I. Uh, clamber up on top, grabbing one of its tusks as leverage. So I'm going to try and do this with Shadow. Cool. So I got a four on my action die, a five and a seven on the challenge die. So I believe that's a weak hit. Yes, that is yep. a weak hit on Secure and Advantage. So uh, weak hit, uh, advantage is short-lived, take plus one momentum. And I also believe that means I lose uh, the initiative because I got a weak hit, correct? Yep. 
Any, anytime you get a weak hit or a miss, you're losing initiative. Yeah. Yep. Well, and that actually makes sense because in, rather than being combat ready and in a stance ready to strike, I'm, you know, I've got my sword in a reverse grip and I'm sort of climbing up this thing, uh, grabbing fistfuls of fur, trying to clamber up onto its back to maybe drive my sword into the back of its neck or something. Picture you sort of getting knocked into a bad position on top of this thing. So you're flailing a little bit. So. Yeah, I'm sort of dangling off of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. trying to like clamber back up and getting drug around a little bit for the moment. Yeah. Cool, so neither of us have initiative right now, right? Yeah. So neither of us is in control. So I'm in a bad position to strike now, probably because this thing has even like moved away from me a little bit, right? Um, right. As it's like trying to free itself from this dangling skull that is clinging to it precariously. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of thrashing around a little bit. Um, and that's kind of what I picture you have to deal with is this thrashing around. Can you hold on? Yeah. And Or are you going to get sort of thrown clear and potentially suffer some damage or have this thing stomp on you or something like that? So that sounds right. like face danger to me. Yep. Face danger is a good move to make anytime you're sort of reacting to some imminent threat. It's a good move in combat when you're not really in a position to clash, like I don't think you are currently, just based on the framing. So that's what I yeah. would say. Okay, yeah. So uh, that makes sense to me. And I'm going to go ahead and roll plus iron because I imagine that I'm I'm just holding on for dear life using all of my strength to sort of grip this thing's matted fur and hang on. Yeah, that sounds good. So that's a, oh, that's a five on the action die. And then I rolled a four and a 10 on my challenge dice. Um, so that is going to be a weak hit for me. Uh, so I can, I succeed, but face a troublesome cost. I could choose one. I'm delayed. I lose advantage or face a new danger. I suffer minus one momentum. I'm tired or hurt. I can endure harm, uh, dispirited or afraid, endure stress, or I sacrifice resources, suffer minus one supply. So I imagine that this is maybe I'm uh, succeeding, but uh, so I, I managed to stay on. I don't get tossed, but maybe in this thing's thrashing, it maybe uh, kind of hurls me into a tree a little bit, and I, I get banged up. Yeah, I picture you like I picture you like going through some branches or something like that. Yeah. So suffering a little bit of harm there, just from sort of incidental impact, sounds really good to me. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and take that harm. So I'm gonna go to the endure harm move. Yep. Um. Is this thing doing three damage to me here? No, because you're you've got that weak hit, so you're basically it's 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 a troublesome cost. So in this case, okay. it's going to be like one to one of your tracks, just based on um, the framing of it. So gotcha. Just, just okay. one harm. That's like incidental damage versus direct damage. Okay, cool. So I take that one harm, and then my uh, iron and health are both the same. So it doesn't matter which one I roll here for endure harm. Okay. Ooh. So that's going to be a weak hit for me. Got okay. a two on my action die, a one and a six on the challenge dice. Uh, on a weak hit, I press on. Yep. So. so you basically suffer the damage. You can't yep. offset any of the damage, and you're still not in a great position. Yeah. So I, I've got a cut on my head right now that is kind of blood is sort of dripping down my face and maybe even getting in my eyes stinging a little bit as this thing rakes me through some branches that are snapping off and banging into me uh, as it's thrashing around. Yep. And what I'm envisioning is that I'm going to need to get in some sort of position to do anything useful here. So yeah. I've got to come after this rampaging beast. So I think that's just a face danger move to basically get into position. Yeah. So I'm going to roll that plus edge. And that is five on my action die, eight and four on my challenge dice. My edge is a mere one, so that's a weak hit for me. Uh, I picture that, unfortunately, I think is, is going to be losing a little bit of momentum. 
Um, And that's just me going after this thing, struggling through like a bunch of brambles and undergrowth, even losing my way for a little second as I just hear this thing's snarling, growling, and it disappears behind some trees and I can't even find it. Yeah. Just hear your sort of trailing exertions as you're trying (laughs) to stay on this thing. So I'm like disappearing into the forest, like, (laughs) help me! So I'm gonna go down to five on my momentum track. I really want an opportunity to burn momentum here, but we'll see. So what are you doing? This thing is continuing to thrash and, and try to knock you off. Uh, I'm actually was wondering if I could try and turn the tide here. Oh, yeah, sure. Turn the tide is a special move that you can do once per fight. Uh, if you take a great risk, you can steal initiative uh, and then make a move. And if you do, you get plus one to the roll and plus one momentum on a hit. But if you fail, you have to suffer a dire outcome. So potentially it's a high risk, high reward move, which I think kind of works in this situation. Uh, and so I'm going to try and do that. What I'd like to try and do is basically, I'm sort of on top of this thing. I want to try and just plunge my sword sort of in between this thing's shoulder blade and its skull, basically driving my sword into its neck now that I'm sort of up on top of it. Yep. So. That sounds like a strike to me then. Yep. You're going to add plus one because of yep, the. Yep, I'm going to need it. Turn the tide. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here. So I've got four on my action die and a four and a 10 on my challenge die. So that's going to be a weak hit. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and inflict my harm, but then also lose initiative. And so what I think happens is I, I get up on top of this boar. It's sort of charging through the woods. I grab my sword with both hands and just drive it into this thing's, uh, the back of its neck and it squeals and wheels backwards and tosses me off of it. And so uh, I leave my sword stuck in this thing and I go sprawling to the forest floor. Yep, the good news is you've inflicted another couple of harm on this thing. So we add that to our progress track. I catch sight of this creature now. I've gone through like a row of brambles, thorns sweeping across my face, but I'm ignoring the pain. I see you thrown clear of this thing and I go after it, charging. So uh, I'm just gonna face danger again to get in position. Yeah, I'm gonna go heart, because the courage factor, I think, is uh, leading here in terms of my description. So I think failing on this move basically means that this thing will get the drop on me. Maybe inflict some damage. So that, luckily, is a strong hit on my face danger. So strong hit, you're successful, take plus one momentum. I'll take that. That reflects me now being in good position. I'm going to follow up with an immediate strike. Attack in close quarters, plus iron. It's a two on my action die. Plus three from iron is five, and a five and three on my challenge dies. And you know what? I'm going to burn momentum and cancel out those challenge dice. So when you burn momentum, uh, you look at your momentum value, ask yourself a question, is my momentum greater than either of my challenge dice? If the answer is yes, you can burn momentum. So you can basically zero out or cancel any challenge dice that are less than your momentum value, turn them into an automatic hit, and then take your momentum back down to its default reset value, which for me is is currently plus two. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. So that transforms my weak hit into a strong hit. The reason I want to do that is I want to be able to end the fight here. And yeah. ending the fight is requires that you're coming off a, that you have initiative, that you're coming off a strong hit, basically. Right. So that strike, I'm going to apply two more harm. We've got this fellow up to nine harm. So I envision myself charging forward, screaming a battle cry, 
this thing turns to me a little bit too late and I plant this spear deep within its neck. Yeah. And I'm going to end the fight. Great. And the fight is a progress move. So this is basically the resolution of this challenge, this fight against this creature. You've got 10 boxes on a progress track. And for a formidable creature, we've been filling one box for each point of harm we've inflicted. And we can end the fight whenever we want, essentially. As long as you're coming off a decisive move and you have initiative through a strong hit. But it's a matter of deciding when you have enough narrative and mechanical potential to actually succeed in ending the fight because you can make the end the fight move and have things turn against you at the very last minute. Uh, but in this case, with, with nine progress, I'm feeling pretty confident. When you make a progress move, you're not rolling your action die. You're rolling simply your two ta- challenge dice, your two D10s, and you're rolling them against the value of your progress track. In this case, our progress is nine, so we're in pretty good shape. And that's a three and a zero uh, or 10. So that's unfortunate. That's a weak hit on my end the fight move. Uh, Weak hit on end the fight, you must choose one. So so there's several options here that you can pick from. It's worse than you thought. Endure harm, you overcome, endure stress. Your victory is short-lived. A new danger or foe appears or an existing danger worsens. You suffer collateral damage. Something of value is lost or broken. I already know what I'm picking. You'll pay for it. An objective falls out of reach or others won't forget you are marked for vengeance. You already have an idea of what's going to happen? I had an idea until I read the last one. Oh. Because just the idea of this creature, which is older than the trees, and I picture like this having, this should have some ramifications. I was originally going to go with, ah, my spear's shattered in this thing's chest, right? So now I've got no weapon. But I like the idea of this having sort of deeper ramifications. So I'm going to pick the last one there. Others won't forget you are marked for vengeance. Be cool if... uh like as the boar kind of goes down and perishes sort of breathing its last breath, if there's kind of this strange, like eerie wind that kind of picks up and blows through and maybe even like nearby plants sort of like wither and die, like right before our eyes, almost like this creature was some sort of protector for this, these woods and they are responding to its passing. Yeah, totally. Now or later, but I'm just going to make a note of it that we've basically yeah. made enemies of this place and maybe even beyond this place just with um, just with the natural order of things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what that look, looks like. This creature lets out a final groan and topples and slowly breathes its last breath. And it's the light in its single seeing eye fades. And you feel that cold, unsettling wind sort of come through. Everything is really quiet. Everything just falls completely still and the grass around it like spreads out like a, like a shockwave, but like a slow moving shockwave. Mm-hmm. You see the grass wither and die. The brambles curl and brown. You see the little threads of like dead bark, like weave themselves slowly up around the trees in this area. And then everything is quiet. I kind of look to you. I'm still laying on the ground, coming up to my elbows and I go, that can't be good. We should move. Are you okay? A bit muddy, but uh, I kind of reach up and touch the cut on my forehead. <sighs> uh, yeah, I'll be fine. I need a moment here, though. And I will uh, stand sort of brushing the mud and the dirt from my clothes. And then I move to the boar's corpse. I place one hand on it and grip the hilt of my sword still stuck in this thing's neck. And then planting a boot on it, I pull the sword free and uh, 
I actually take a moment and I uh, hold my sword in front of me, maybe even wiping the blood off. And uh, I'm going to use my keen ritual here, uh, singing a keen for this dead boar. Um, Great. So there's a move for that, and you'll need to make a roll to see if it's successful. Oh, yeah. Roll plus heart. Yep. Can do. Ooh, it's a good roll, too. Uh, That is a four on the action die. A six and a four on the challenge die. So that gives me a strong hit with my plus three heart. I feel the the power of this thing and being attuned somewhat to the mystic nature of the Ironlands, I feel the power leave as this thing dies and I feel something change in the woods. And so maybe as a way to pay respect to this fallen creature or maybe as a way to try and apologize for what has happened here. I'm going to sing this keen for this creature and as I do so, the woods around us darken and the shadows seem to lengthen and you notice that you can't see much beyond this small grove that we're standing in as the forest seems to close in around us and the keen that I sing is it's in the language of the scald, and so you don't recognize the words, but you can kind of detect the the sadness and the sorrow that is uh, present in the song uh, as I pay my respects to this creature. And I finish the keen, and as I do so, I look up from the boar's corpse, and within the shadows surrounding this grove, I see shapes, figures, countless figures, dozens of them, just these shadowy figures with kind of black eyes staring intently at me. And this cold shiver runs up my spine as I finish wiping the blood from the sword and replace it in the scabbard uh, upon my back. Um, So as I finish this keen, I turn, putting my back to uh, the countless figures that this sword has killed over the years, not just by my hand, but by past wielders as well. Uh, and I look to you and say, now we can go. Uh, so on a strong hit, I inflict plus one harm when I strike or clash. Um, if I ever roll a one on my action die when making a move to inflict harm, uh, the magic is spent. So uh, yeah, basically created a little uh, plus one enchanted weapon. Yep, you got yourself a little plus one uh, sword of piercing or whatever. Yeah, so and I imagine that as I finish the keen, the the runes on the blade maybe just kind of glow and hum just very faintly, very dimly uh, right before I sort of slide it back into its leather scabbard. And would these, would these spirits, the spirits of the, the people the blade has killed, so that was something I'm able to see? Yeah, and I think that uh, I, I maybe don't even say anything about it uh, unless you react to it. Uh, has this been something I would have seen before? I don't think so. I think that this is yeah. probably something that I typically do in private. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm uh, unsettled by that. I make a warding sign and scan the tree line and I shudder a bit and and I bend down and I grab the spear and ease it out of the corpse of the boar. I sigh a bit and 
give it a nod, one old warrior to another. And then I pick up my banner, brush it off carefully, brush off the, the dirt and the mud and the leaves that had collected when I had been forced to throw it aside and nod to you to continue our journey. And that is where we'll leave this week's session. So uh, a tough but successful fight against this creature. Yeah, we we were victorious, but at what cost? I feel uh, kind of horrible about killing this uh, noble creature, but I do too. I feel really bad, but hey, it was <laughs> it was us or or them, I guess. Uh, so next week we'll continue our journey to the remote settlement of Rockfall and see what we find there. Uh, until then, Matt, can you remind everyone where they can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can check out the RPG stuff I publish over at absolutetabletop.com. I also have a Patreon where I post new stuff every week. That's at patreon.com slash Matt Click. Uh, and I'm fairly active on Twitter as well, at uh, Matt Click on Twitter. And I'm Sean Tomkin. You can find me on Twitter at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Tomkin, T-O-M-K-I-N. For more information on Ironsworn downloads and community links, please visit ironswornrpg.com. That's ironswornrpg.com. And until next time, thank you, Matt. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. And may all your vows be fulfilled. Mm